0: Welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott. This is the Teal Shirt Report. And we are listened to in as many as 21 states, also internationally and worldwide, at great places like uh, Germany, New Zealand, the UK. Uh, I want to say hello to Andy Powers in Wales, Newport, Wales area with the Milton Garden Club. Andy Powers, uh, special hello to you. From the Teal Shirt Report, hey, we're listening to in Hong Kong, Puerto Rico, France, uh, Quebec, Canada. Hey, we're all over the place. Thank you for listening. We're worldwide right here on the Teal Shirt Report. So, again, thank you for tuning in today. So, we got things to talk about. Jaguars, top of the news, 11-game losing streak. Doug Marone has been the head coach for that. I think this is going to be Doug's final season as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars for um, numerous reasons. We talked about it on the last podcast. Certainly the record is the most glaring situation. You know, also, I I think Doug could have gone after the officials a little bit more in the Houston and Green Bay game. I think the Jaguars... I think the officiating cost the Jaguars a couple of games, a couple of possible victories against green Bay and Houston. Yeah. Doug Marone did show his displeasure, but you know, as far as throwing the visor, (laughs) like, like Spurrier used to from time to time for Florida, we didn't see any of that. We didn't see uh we didn't see Doug throw the headset or stop on the field or anything like that which which might have caused a, a penalty but it might have also shown the NFL maybe they would have taken notice a little bit because after the Houston game after that situation in Houston where the play clock went down to 00 and Houston still able to snap the ball 2 seconds later And it was a touchdown pass, and the play was not blown dead, no penalty markers, so that's all under the bridge at this point. But I'm just bringing up reasons why I've fallen out with Doug, even though I feel like Doug Marone, out of these three guys, that will all be gone. Codwell, the GM, is already gone. Doug will be gone. And – Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Todd Wash at some point will be gone when the old coaching regime is out the door. Out of Wash, Codwell, and Marone, I really think Marone is probably the most intelligent football guy of the three. That's my opinion. Marone, Codwell, and Wash. Codwell, the GM, is out the door. Not only am I upset and disgruntled at Doug for not going after the officials a little bit more, a little bit more harshly and stringently, but it's also the fact that Doug did not change his defensive coordinator. Now he changed his offensive coordinator, but he did not change his defensive coordinator. So that's part of the problem I have with Doug Marone. Um, The four candidates, and I'll, I'll touch on this briefly. Jim Harbaugh is my number one guy that I'd like to see get the job. But you got to have – if you hire a Jim Harbaugh, you got to have a general manager that he's comfortable with. Trent Baalke, the interim, I don't think so. They kind of rubbed each other the wrong way in San Francisco, if you know what I mean. When uh, Trent Baalke, the uh, interim GM for the Jaguars – uh, was the general manager for the 49ers. That was a situation that kind of blew up with some some dynamite in San Francisco. So Jim Harbaugh is my number one guy. This is actually an opportunity where Jim may actually leave Michigan, and it may be realistically it's would be a mutual parting of the ways because Jim Jim has not been as successful at Michigan – as Michigan thought he should or would. However, I think Jim Harbaugh is an outstanding NFL coach. I think he's still a good college football coach, but I think Jim Harbaugh has unfinished business in the National Football League. You know, he he coached his 49ers to a Super Bowl, a loss to his brother, you might remember. So... This is the best. This is the guy the Jaguars could get if Shad Khan would pay up. Yeah, I understand it's Shad Khan's money, but you know he's he's not losing money in the NFL. You know those thirty-two guys that own the NFL franchises—they're they're coming out pretty good now. I know COVID nineteen has affected stadiums and crowds and things of that nature, but the TV money's there, right? Right. Um, salary cap. The salary cap, you know, for, for the Jaguars is going to be, they're going to have more salary cap relief. They're going to be the sign. The Jags are going to be in sign one to three decent to really good free agents in the off season in March. That'll set the table for the draft in April of 2021. So if you hire a Jim Harbaugh, and of course, you you know, you got to go through um, the, the official channels of, You know, say, "Hey, we got an opening. Uh, Let's interview people." Now, Shad Khan could do the interviewing, and he could hire the coach. Like he, like I believe he, he hired. I think Shad hired. um, I think Shad actually hired Mike uh, uh, Malarkey, and then Mike Malarkey worked with Gene Smith, and then Gene Smith was out as a Jaguars GM after that, and. Um, Malarkey said, "I answered to shot, and then Dave Codwell came in. So Shad never fired Mike Malarkey. General Manager Dave Codwell came in and fired Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey had one year on the job. Now Gus Bradley had numerous years. Um, Doug Marone, you know, has been the head coach of the Jaguars what uh, for four years now." But Jim Harbaugh is my number one guy. But you, but in in Jim Harbaugh situation, in Jim Harbaugh situation, it's got to be set up where it's a GM that he is comfortable with with working with, that can pick the talent and say, hey Jim, this is what we're doing, and Jim is in full agreement and in alignment with the GM. So it's a little dicey on these hires. But if you want a high profile coach, they got to have a G. They got to have the money. They got to get the big contract right, and uh, Sean Conn will have to pony up the money. Um, Jim Harbaugh's the number one guy on my list. Urban Meyer's number two. Urban Meyer will he coach again? You know that may be the biggest question. There's been rumors recently about hey Urban Meyer might be interested in the Texas job if it opens up. Um, you know I guess you hire a guy and you fire a guy, right? Uh, Dabo Swinney. He's kind of tied into uh, to the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, I suppose. Dabo Swinney's a good coach. I mean and uh, you know I heard some some rumors that that Dabo you know has said that hey if they ever start playing paying the players, if they ever start paying the players in college football, he's out and that's coming. that's probably coming. Um, Dabo Swinney and a Trevor Lawrence combo would be great for the Jaguars. however, the Jets are not cooperating. Somehow the Jets blew the Raiders game. Or we could have been sitting here at one win for the Jets and one win for the Jaguars, but that's not the case. The Jaguars are still sitting at the number two pick. So Dabo Swinney's my number three guy. The Jets need to win a game, though. I see they fired their defensive coordinator, uh, Greg Williams, just a few days ago. Uh, my fourth guy, I'd say Eric Biennemi, the offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he's a guy that's overdue for a head coaching opportunity. But however, I think he becomes a head coach, but I'm I'm not sure it's in Jacksonville because there's going to be other openings. You know, the Jets are going to be looking for a coach. The Jaguars looking for a coach. I think the Bears are they seem to be going down the tubes. They may be looking for a new coach. And there may be another team or two out there. So these are four guys I like. I have a, another. List I'm putting together of four or five guys after the top four, but these are the top four guys I like. Doug Marone's press conference. Yeah, I I I did get a chance to uh, check out uh, Doug's press conference. Uh, We'll talk about you know Doug Marone and and the press. I think Doug is a a really good football guy. I think he's been caught up in a um, a difficult situation, and and I'm going to say it's not all Doug's fault. Doug's not helped himself in my mind. With keeping uh, defensive coordinator Todd Wash. Um, he didn't go after the officials strongly enough. And then I've heard some people say, hey, you don't want to do that. You'll get, uh, you know, blacklisted or blackballed from the NFL if you do too much of that. Because, hey, if you've got a problem with the officiating, you go to the officials and they say, oh, we'll check the replay. Oh, that play is not reviewable. I'm just saying that. That's that's a difficult situation. I mean, I think Doug really should have showed out and made a point that that was a ridiculous and absurd call back in the Houston game. The Green Bay holding call in the Green Bay game where A.J. Cann was accused of holding and a touchdown was called back, that was ludicrous as well. So I got problems with Doug. I got problems with the win-loss record. I got problems with him not going – at the official strongly enough as a head coach, and not firing Todd Wash. Those are the big three for me as far as my confidence, my loss of confidence with Jaguars head coach Doug Marone. We'll talk about the press conference coming up. Alex Nunry is also out there covering some other area sports. You know, Alex covers high school football playoffs across North Florida. Uh, He also has been covering the Dolphin Invitational Basketball Tournament, which is featuring, I believe, about four teams, four college basketball teams. We'll get some reports from Alex Nunry on the college basketball uh, Dolphin Invitational Tournament, which has been going on uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. We will continue with the Teal Shirt Report coming up, so please stand by and stay tuned. Duval, should have tried again, Duval, I guess you can do it shorter and longer, and that's something cool they do at the stadium where they, you know, they have a guest uh, Duval caller, So maybe one day I'll get the shot at the stadium, but the the podcast is fine with me. Hey, it's great to um, have you tuned into the Teal Shirt Report. Going to talk about, well, the 11 game losing streak, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars find themselves on. And they almost, I mean, they almost came out of it last week. They lost, but it was in overtime to Minnesota. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, some, some excitement. I mean, Mike Glennon's playing. Okay. But, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew might be slightly better. Is Gardner 100% healthy? That's the question. Did Gardner Minshew kind of tick off Doug Marone by uh, saying, hey, I, I shouldn't be playing. Hello. You know, I'm injured. I've got fractures in my thumb. But, you know, I, I really like Gardner. You know, and you got to like part of that. Because Gardner had say, man, I'm 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 tough. I'm playing through this injury, but if it hurts the team, you know that's certainly a difficult situation. So we take a look at the fact that Jaguars lost in overtime. Uh, we did talk about the Vikings Jaguars game on our previous podcast uh back in um, wow, we got so many we got so many podcasts we're doing that was back in um, podcast what seventy eight right? so now we're on now we have moved along and i will i will uh you know certainly double check how many podcasts we have we have done you can find us everywhere pod paradise you know is certainly a good one you can listen to us on pod paradise um you can also find us on spotify no doubt um you can find us at uh uh, what's Google Podcast? Apple Podcast is very, very popular too. I was just kind of double checking. I went to Pod Paradise to see how many, how many podcasts we have done. We've done seventy-eight. So you're now listening to podcast number seventy-nine. We're listened to in as many as twenty-one states across the United States, and of course, we're worldwide, internationally. You know, people are listening to us. You know, halfway across the world, it's a wonderful thing. So we're going to take a look at the. Um, our, our talk about the Doug Marone press conference that uh, Doug was involved in on December the 9th, the Doug Marone uh, press conference. Doug talked about the injury front, uh, mentioned that uh, Brandon Linder, the uh, center is uh, still doubtful for practice. LaVisca Chenault will play at practice. So it looks like LaVisca, you know, as long as uh, he doesn't have any setbacks, it looks like LaVisca will play uh, running back, the guy that's probably the MVP of the team, running back, James Robinson, who's getting close to a thousand yards, rushing for the season as a rookie undrafted free agent. i he he's my MVP for the Jaguars. How could it be anybody else? Um, and Doug Marone really said so many glowing things, you know, about running back the Jags didn't even have to draft. This was a rookie undrafted free agent signing that took place, you know, before the season started. Um, Doug went on to say that uh, James Robinson's a new unique player. Uh, he's most impressed with James Robinson uh, with his consistency and his work effort and ethic. And um, And Doug says, Hey, running back James Robinson gives it is all he gives it all he has and it, it remains focused. So in other words, running back James Robinson, he gives it all he's got over a hundred percent or more. And he is focused on playing and uh, glowing. I mean, just a glowing uh, mention of running back James Robinson during Doug Marone's uh, press conference, uh, Ben March, the rookie guard, it was actually a what an offensive tackle out of Saint John's in Minnesota. Uh, ben Barch has been playing some guard with some of the Jaguars' injuries, and uh, Coach Doug Marone went on to say that uh, offensive guard, left guard Ben Barch, who I believe can play some tackle because he played it in college, but right now for the Jaguars he's projected early on as a guard. Maybe he'll play tackle, you know, in the future at some point in time. But uh, Doug Marone, who has been an offensive line coach uh, in the past for the Jaguars before he became head coach. He mentioned that Ben Barch is progressing. Um, he really finishes. He's been finishing in the run game and trending in the right direction and has flexibility to be able to play not only guard but tackle. Uh, Doug Marone on quarterback Gardner Minshew, and my question would be, is Gardner 100% healthy? If he's one hundred percent healthy and Glennon doesn't play well, I'm I'm going to Gardner. I think at this point, Doug Marone's got to win. Got to win a football game, you know, for his career sake. Um, quarterback Gardner Minshew, Doug Marone went on to say, a lot of things go into these decisions. Uh, basically, Doug said a lot of things go into it. Um, you know, and Doug says the players are evaluated, but. Not, not really anything on whether, you know, Gardner's, one hundred percent. But Gardner, as I understand it, if Glennon had gone down with an injury, Gardner could have come in last week. So keep that in mind. Um, talking about the upcoming opponent, the Tennessee Titans presents a lot of challenges to the Jaguars, uh, according to Doug Marone, and this is true. The Titans have a big, strong. Their you know, offensive line, they're big, strong, and physical up front. Uh, the Titans are a load, uh, according to Doug Marone. They also possess perhaps the best running back in the league in Yulee's uh, Derek Henry. As Doug mentioned, he's the leading uh, rusher in the league. Uh, right now, the Titans are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. and This is a home game at TIAA Bank Field uh, this Sunday afternoon at uh, one o'clock. If you've been wondering about the weather, because people ask me, especially people that live in other states, does it get cold in Florida? And I say, well, yeah. I said in North Florida, it does. You know, it it may be 35 degrees in Jacksonville. While it's 35 here, it might be 55 in Miami. That gives you an idea. Checking our low temperatures in North Florida, uh, December the 1st, we hit 35. December the 2nd, 28. December the 8th, Uh, 35 degrees on December the night, 29 degrees. And as we record this uh, teal shirt report on this uh, Thursday, December the 10th, we did get down to a low temperature of 42 earlier this morning on December the 10th. So that's some of our uh, low temperatures across the area. Uh, It was also mentioned by coach Doug Marone that um, the Titans who the Jaguars are getting ready to play at home. Uh, The Titans are actually coming off a tough loss to Cleveland. So Doug Marone was kind of, you know, he was kind of giving the impression, you know, Tennessee's not going to mess around. They're not going to be a happy football team coming into Jacksonville, coming off a tough loss uh, to Cleveland because, hey, the Titans are fighting for the uh, division championship, you know, obviously with the um, Indianapolis Colts. You know, at this time, I had a chance to see some of the uh, to see some of the John Gruden offensive coordinator, John Gruden's press conference. And man, I got no problem with this guy. You know, he's complete thorough. He lets you know what's going on. Um, Said some good things about the offensive guard, Ben Bartsch, the rookie that's been coming in. Um, Gruden went on to say that Barch is smart, you know, has a great feel for the game, and he's getting better and better and had some some good things to say about Colin Johnson, uh, the rookie wide receiver. Now, what I'm going to say is this. I'm going to tell you that I like our wide receivers. Rookie Colin Johnson, and especially rookie LaVisca Chenault, these guys are ball players. You know, they need the right direction with the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Hey, if we got Jim Harbaugh, If the chances are we get Jim Harbaugh as a head coach, hey, hey, Jim could keep OC uh, Jay Gruden. I don't know if that'll happen, but I'd be in favor of that. But does Jim Harbaugh get the job? Does Shad Khan pony up the money for if it's not Jim Harbaugh? If it's not Jim Harbaugh, it you really need a high profile coach in my opinion in this situation if you're going to win. Will a high-profile coach take the job? Maybe. The Jaguars have four draft picks in the first two rounds in 2021. That's a good reason why Harbaugh or one other high-profile high coach, maybe it's not Harbaugh, maybe it's somebody else, but it could be one of the reasons why a high-profile coach would take the job. The four, the four draft picks in the first two rounds in 2021, plus the Jaguars are going to be way under the cap in the off season. And they can, I think the Jags can maneuver and sign really maybe one to three, really decent to very good free agents. So the team could get back, you know, they, I mean, they could get back to being a much more competitive football team by 2021. And especially by 2022, it's quite possible they could become contenders in the next two or three years. So if you bring in a high-profile coach, I mean, you're looking at – and I think this would be Jim Harbaugh's last stop if he took the job. Um, Jim's in his 50s. I think he's got one more Super Bowl run in him. It would be worth it if in, say, the third year that Jim Harbaugh was with Jacksonville, he could take the Jaguars to the Super Bowl. I'm just just saying that I think this could be – and would be one of the one of the good moves that Sean Khan can make with a general manager who is comfortable with Harbaugh and that Harbaugh is comfortable with the general manager. I think you need a high profile coach whether it's Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney, Eric Bieniemy. These are the high profile guys. Eric Bieniemy's never been a head coach, but man, he's been the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't think we we need to say much more. His resume is really good. So Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney, Eric Biennemi, those are my first two choices to be the new head coach for the Jaguars in uh, 2021, of course. By the way, this Sunday's game at, Jacksonville's, uh, at Jacksonville, Florida's TIA Bankfield. At TIA Bankfield, that's always difficult for me to say, the double A's in there. TIAA Bankfield, the Titans are a seven and a half point favorite at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I understand that point spread might've been eight or nine earlier in the week. And it's come down a little bit, could go back up. But right now the Titans, the Tennessee Titans are right at, in most circles, about a seven and a half point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that gives you some information on, you know, some of the stuff going on as far as injuries, injuries um i do know that probably one of the biggest injuries and he's going to miss significant time we also and this was not brought up at the press conference but it's been brought up you know over the past you know several days since his injury you know a couple of weeks back and he's been injured i think he's been injured a couple of different times this year jaguars defensive end josh allen will miss significant time because of the knee injury that he recently suffered, and the team might make a determination of whether they'll place him you know on IR. Uh, Coach Doug Morone said back on November the 23rd that he did not want to elaborate on the type or the extent of the injury. So you know we'll see what you know we'll see what happens obviously. Um, I think they may just shut him down. You know, all the reports say, hey, uh, Jaguars defensive end Josh Allen will miss significant time because of the knee injury, you know, that he suffered, you know, back in uh, uh, a game back. Obviously, now we're into December, but this injury was sustained back in uh, late November. So not really talking about Josh Allen much. He may be shut down for the rest of the season. Talking about guys, uh, Brandon Linder looks like he's doubtful to play this week. Uh, he's been doubtful to even practice. Uh, Lavisca Chenault is back playing at practice. Expect him to play this Sunday. So that's some of the latest on the Jaguars. We're going to join um, Alex Nunry, uh for some reports, uh, Alex. And this is uh, you know in under the uh, auspices of uh, other area sports. And North Florida Entertainment. Uh, I do understand. I do understand that uh, we do have the scores from, from the games that have been going on at the Dolphin Invitational Tournament. Uh, on December the 9th, uh, Campbell uh, defeated New Orleans, Campbell 79, New Orleans 70. JU defeated Florida National. It was JU 78, Florida National 69. And those were the December the 9th scores. Let's see. I also have the December the 8th scores from the same tournament going back a day earlier on Tuesday night, December the 8th, Campbell defeated JU. Campbell, 80, the JU Dolphins, 78, the final. Also in the same Dolphin Invitational Tournament on December the 8th, it was the New Orleans Privateers, 74, Florida Memorial, 57. And then, of course, the games from yesterday, as we record this on December the 10th, the December the 9th games, uh, Campbell 79, New Orleans 70, and JU won a game. Uh, JU, and I believe JU is now 4-2 and two on the season, JU 78, and Florida National 69. And I think Alex at Florida National is actually from down in South Florida, I think around the uh, Hialeah area. So we'll check in with Alex Nundry and uh, get some reports on the Dolphin Invitational Basketball Tournament that's been going on this week uh, here in Jacksonville at Jacksonville University over there at Swisher Gym. Let's check in with Alex Nunnery with uh, this uh, basketball report from Alex. Here's Alex Nunnery, one of our BigJReport.com contributors, and he does interviews here on the Teal Shirt Report. Let's now join Alex Nunnery. Alex?
1: J-U Men's Basketball. The football team is in action tonight as they will host the Campbell Fighting Camels tonight at 7 p.m. at Historic Swisher Gymnasium. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is... Alex Nunnery, we are here at Historic Swisher Gymnasium for the BSN Dolphins Classic between the Campbell Fighting Camels and the New Orleans We're here with Coach McGeehan of the Campbell Fighting Camels in his eighth season. He was an assistant at Richmond prior to that. A nice win for Campbell. They're 3-0 on the season. Just tell us about how you all played tonight. I, mean, I thought we played a good game. Um, it's kind of back-to-back days where we've been going into that locker room at halftime with a pretty sizable lead. And, um, you know, we're, we're a young – everybody, it's a young season. We're a young team, so it's – We got some veterans, but we got some new guys in there. And, you know, you're always trying to figure out how you're going to be in those situations. I thought we were a little better today than we were yesterday. Um, You know, they closed the lead some, but it never got to the point where I felt like we had lost control of it. And truthfully, if we had made a few free throws, um, critical ones when they were kind of trying to come back, it probably would have just been great.
0: We're
1: here with Cedric Henderson Jr. His dad played and the NBA for a little bit. Tell us about how you all played tonight. He had nine points as well. Uh, we played really well. We played sound, we played within our offense. Uh, defensively, we were all together. We talked, we ran well. Uh, the zone helped us out a lot. Uh, Them not being a shooting team allowed us to kind of pack it in, control was going on, and pass the ball well. Uh, offensively, we were all we ran, and we did what we had to do. Jordan had a great game today picked up I left last slack off. Um, I was in foul trouble. A couple other guys were in foul trouble. So he played the team on back today. So. Alright, welcome to Jacksonville by the way. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. We're here with Jordan Whitfield. Uh, only missed two shots in the whole game. Career high 26 points. He's a senior from Raleigh Millbrook High School for Campbell, the guard. Tell us how y'all played tonight. Uh, I thought we played a, a great game. Um, we were clicking on offense uh, throughout the game. And um, the way we uh, were poised down the and down the stretch of the game uh, really shows a lot of this team and how because resilient we are as a group. All right, tell us about that career high. Um, yeah, I just felt good throughout, at the start of the game. Um, I just trust my work that I put in over the summer for the season. And um, I credit my teammates for Get me the looks and just making the right plays. All right. Thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Teal Port. My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here at the historic Swisher Gymnasium for tonight's JU men's basketball game between the Florida, National University, Conqu- Conquistadors, and Lee Children. your Jacksonville University Dolphins, the Dolphins, coached by Tony Jackson, Athletic Director, Alex. Ricker Gilbert. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to historic Swisher Gymnasium. We are here at the beautiful campus of Jacksonville University for tonight's men's basketball game featuring the visiting Florida National. University Conquistadors and your Jacksonville Dolphins. The head coach of the Conquistadors is James Halbert. The head coach of your Jacksonville Dolphins, Tony Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacksonville University, home of the great artist Gilmore. Ladies and gentlemen, also JU alumni and current MLB player Daniel Murphy. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Russell Knox and a whole bunch of other greats that attended Jacksonville University. You Ladies Gilman, the head coach of the Florida National Conquistadors is James Fasher. The Conquistadors, located in Hialeah, Florida, they are in NAIA school that participates in the Sun Conference of the NAIA, Hylia, Florida, Alma, JU, Pitcher, Adrian, Geras, Stanzu. Ladies and gentlemen, a big welcome back to Jacksonville for Florida National University coach James Thatcher. Thatcher used to be the head women's basketball coach and assistant men's basketball coach at Trinity Baptist College here in Jacksonville. The head coach of the Trinity Baptist College Eagles right now is John D. Jones Halftime here at JU with the Dolphins 40 and the Florida National Conquistador 25. Deontay Wood leads all scores tonight with 10 points. He hails from Aniston, Alabama. These Welcome back to the court. Our University so so from the Dominican,
0: Dominican Republic. Republic. All
1: right, we're here with the Conquistadors. They had a, it was closer than the conquistadors were down by a lot but, but what an effort by the conquistadors man oh man they played their tail out we're with Jeffrey Hernandez of the conquistadors tell us how you played tonight he hails from the Dominican Republic tell us how you played tonight I think I, I I did my best I try to do my best of whatever my coach was trying telling me to do and and hold my team accountable. But trying to, we're trying to play good defense, trying to get some stops. And that's it, man. We All right. Fall. Thank you. And then we're here with Kenny Santos, coach. What's J. J. Having... JJ Thatcher is going to be Kenny's translator. Kenny hails from the. All right, it's good to see you. Puerto Rico. Doing good, doing good. Kenny, so you I'm played every single minute of I tonight's you game. Well, you I'm played good. your heart out. Well, <laughs> how, how did you all play tonight as a team? Uh, I
0: pienso que jugamos jugamos bien. Siempre hago lo que lo que pueda para ayudar al equipo a ganar y siempre So translating
1: that five games in five D1 games in he feels we've gotten better each time we played as a team more and more
0: tonight down the stretch we could have. We're
1: here with Marco Baggio. He hails from Florence, Italy, for the Florida National Conquistadors. Tell us how you played tonight.
0: Well, I thought that uh, we did a poor job in the beginning, and that's probably what cost us later. But once we went down uh, in the locker room, and uh, we regrouped. Coach told us what to do, we executed, we got in, we started playing very great deep. We start uh, picking up on defense, we start pressuring, we forced a lot of turnovers, we start hitting shots down the stretch. Everybody came down together, and it was a collective uh, teamwork. We could have won this game. We really could have won this game. Yeah. And it was just a matter of little things down the stretch.
1: All right. Thank you. We're here with the junior from Kershaw, South Carolina, the Gamecock State. 23 points and the A Sun, player of the, or newcomer of the week. Tell us how you all played tonight. We played pretty well, but we definitely didn't play to our fullest potential. There's some areas we need to clean up for sure. All right, you want to say anything else there? Uh, I feel like we shared the ball well, but I feel like we we shared it too much, and they would turn down oh, like a lot a lot of good shots. But for further than that, we gotta defend better, and we'll be much better tomorrow. All right, the Dolphins play right here. Tomorrow night at five PM, they host the New Orleans
0: Privateers. Thank you so much, uh, Alex Nunnery, for that great report on the Dolphin Invitational basketball tournament that is going on at Swisher Gym at Ju. The tournament, uh, according to Alex, it does uh, continue again today. Uh, we are recording this uh, podcast on Thursday. December the 10th. More December the 10th action at uh, Swisher Gym will continue tonight. Been some pretty good basketball out there at uh, at JU. Uh, there's four teams competing. Campbell, the Campbell Camels. Also the New Orleans Privateers. Uh, JU Dolphins and of course Florida uh, National as well. I believe they're from the Hialeah area. So Alex, thank you so much for the report. Alex Nunnery, one of our bigjreport.com contributors and Alex also does interviews uh, here on our Teal Shirt Report on our Teal Shirt Report podcast as well. North Florida Entertainment as we record this on December the 10th Florida Theater has reopened, 38 Special tonight on December the 10th Jacksonville's very own 38 Special We'll be at the Florida Theater tonight, 50% capacity at the Florida Theater, which I I think the Florida Theater holds about 1,900 to 2,000 people. So about uh, 50% capacity, probably 900 to 950 people allowed in. You'll have to wear masks and social distancing, of course, but it's great to hear the Florida Theater is back open. Elton John. He's got to stay on the safe side because, you know, Elton John is doing his uh, farewell yellow brick road tour. Uh, what is it? It's actually the goodbye because the song was goodbye. Goodbye, yellow brick road. So the farewell goodbye yellow brick road tour will not start until 2022. But they're going to make a stop in Jacksonville on October the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Uh, hockey, the Jacksonville Icemen, they're going to be playing. They're getting their hockey season underway. Uh, In fact, their hockey season is getting underway this weekend. We'll talk more Jacksonville Icemen hockey on our next Teal Shirt Report podcast. And don't forget the Jaguars hosting the Tennessee Titans. The Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday will try to do it. They will uh, certainly you know they'll certainly try to snap that 11 game that 11 game losing streak that they're on they don't want to lose nobody wants to lose I, at this point you know the jets fired their defensive coordinator at this point i don't think they want to lose i, I don't think but uh, everybody still wants that that first draft pick right and i'll tell you uh, the jags in the running for it but you know <laughs> When you think about losing games, it's not fun. The Jaguars have lost 11, absolutely 11 games in a row. The Jets are worse. They're 0-12. The Jags are 1-11. Let me pull up the latest line because we we gave you 7.5 points earlier uh, that actually the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, And it's still at seven and a half points. Uh, The Tennessee Titans are a seven and a half point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The game will be played this Sunday afternoon, December the 13th of 2020. One o'clock p.m. kickoff at TIAA Bank Field here in Jacksonville, Florida. We do want to thank our sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, Anchor.fm. Easiest and simplest way to make a podcast, and they've uh, anchors been really improving with a lot of improvements and enhancements over the last two or three months. Also, want to thank Saucer Realty. You know, they've got North Florida real estate listings at Saucer Realty. If you're, and we know that you know, we talked about it, it gets cold in North Florida sometimes, but I mean, what are you looking at in in, in North Florida? You're probably looking at somewhere between three to seven. Freezes a year during the winter. A little warmer in, you know, South Florida, but man, I love the weather here. I do like it when it clears out and turns cooler, and you get a little bit of a winter uh, here in North Florida. I also like outdoor stadiums. So yeah, I know in the future, if the Jags build a new stadium, they might consider a retractable roof, you know, a few years down the road, but I, I still like the elements. I've always been a fan of, you know, outdoor. Football out there in the elements. When the Astrodome came along years and years ago, it of course has since. Uh, uh, the Astrodome is uh, not hosting any more, uh, you know, football or baseball games now. But but the Astrodome when they first came along, I believe they were the first, right? They used to call the Astrodome the eighth wonder of the world, and I think that's kind of cool, you know, to have a dome or two. I know it's more now, but I certainly enjoy the elements of, of football outdoors. I do know in Jacksonville, early September games can get really hot and humid. I love our weather from say mid October through, you know, early to mid December, even though we're getting a few cold days now, but you know, it warms up in the afternoon. So my feeling, if if you have any opinions on a dome or tractable stadium, or if you like outdoor football, like me, drop me a line at, scott at bigjreport.com. You can email me, scott, S-C-O-T-T, at bigjreport.com. Our sponsors, again, we we do want to thank Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, Saucerility. You can get a link to contact Larry Saucer at Saucerility. So you go to uh, our bigjreport.com website, scroll down, and you'll find the weather information. If you scroll down on the homepage, about halfway through the weather, you'll find the link to click on and uh, contact Realty and see some of uh, Larry's uh, listings. I mean, they've got home, residential listings in North Florida, also some business and commercial listings as well. So if you've wanted to move to North Florida or you're already here in North Florida and you want to buy an additional property, maybe you're looking to move, whatever the case may be, Contact uh, Larry Saucer at Saucerility. So we want to thank anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm, Saucerility. Also, lake you hits.com. where it's all good, some of the best in the internet radio, at lakeuflawhits.com. Most likely you'll find some of your favorite songs at LakeU Fall, lakeufalahits.com. That's lakeufalahits.com where it's all good. Uh, also, follow us at BigJReport.com. I do want to thank our uh, producers. Yeah, We're also going to talk more about the NFL draft on the next podcast. Uh, right now, you are listening. You're listening to episode, my goodness, episode 79, right? Can you believe that? Episode 79. Uh, we started doing the uh, Till Shirt Report uh, podcast back in, uh, it was, uh, late January, mid to late January of 2020 before, you know, COVID-19 actually became an issue and it became an issue like in, you know, mid to late March, especially, but you are now listening to episode 79 of the Teal Shirt Report. Again, we're sponsored by Anchor.fm, dot so com, where it's all good. And you can follow us certainly at bigjreport.com you'll find us on the biggies the big platforms spotify anchor of course um, and I'll mention uh, people people love apple what is it apple uh, podcast google podcast pod paradise one of our bigjreport.com freelance writers jc listens to us and swears by pod paradise so catch us on anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast Uh, pod paradise, we're even on one called uh, breaker and buzzsprout has a really good player for listening, uh, to the podcast and we're available on uh, buzzsprout uh, if you're listening enjoyment as well. So, and I, I hope you feel like you're enjoying these podcasts, drop me a line sometime, Scott at bigjreport.com. You can also leave voice messages on the anchor app as well. So thank you for listening. Again, you have been listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast where we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports. We got you covered. Hey, remember, if you don't hear it on the Teal Shirt Report, then it's simply not relevant. So thank you for listening. And we try to you know, give you the whole ball of wax. As much information, of course, we give you our opinions too. Have a great day. I'm Scott. I'm out. This has been. The Tail Shirt Report episode show number seventy nine. We'll have episode number eighty coming up probably in the next. Uh, you'll hear us with a new episode in the next two or three days. So thank you for listening. This is the Teal Shirt Report. Hey, good luck to the Jaguars on snapping that eleven game streak. Is the Jaguars host the Titans this Sunday? And you have a great day again. This time I'm I'm really out. My name's Scott. Take care. I'm not the one